1: I'm
3: cool. You cool. I'm cool. You cool. I'm cool. We're cooling out. You cool. I'm cool. You cool. I'm cool. You cool. I'm cool. We're cooling out. Welcome back to Cool Now. It's another week. We're back. Kev. Sal. Rel. Got a good old friend in here. One of our boys. <laughs> 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 now don't be acting shy now. No, no you ain't talking hellish yeah, shit getting on <laughs>
0: He's talking Cause y'all had some regular ass guests on here. So regular <laughs> people. I want to be one of them people. You want to be one of the regular folks?
4: Yeah. Oh, I said I own two businesses and <laughs> yeah. I'm doing work in the community. Yo. What I gotta do? Thank
3: on. you, sir. Yeah, they
0: yeah. just together. They ain't even married yet. No shade. <laughs> no, no shade. <laughs> no shade to them. We don't throw shade on this podcast.
3: <laughs> oh come on, guy. But um, yeah, so we got our friend Armand on the pod. What's up, man? What's Welcome. It's good to be back. Now we well, finally got this done. to be back. Maybe I, I seen you in a minute. What's the last time I saw you? uh it's been some years M-I-A? yeah damn yeah. damn that was great. what 2015 yeah, yeah. Two, years ago. two years ago this month yeah yeah That, that was a while old, ago. Yeah. yeah 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 that was a minute ago God, so yeah. you wanted to come Before on this podcast anybody. yeah man Because you you
0: super aggressive about telling <laughs> the world about these businesses <laughs> it's not even a business it's a community work that's what people oh, need okay.
3: to get with okay so you want to start with
0: the com- community work then we can, we can you know start with the business we're in the community
3: okay. work. okay please what you got please stare us yes which one you want to talk about first? Let's
0: we'll start about my cleaning business. Let's start the cleaning business. Yeah. All
3: right, George Jefferson, let's get it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I just really believe that anybody our age, um, when I couldn't find a job, I literally Googled businesses low entry and low overhead, which was a cleaning business. I literally my I work from my phone. I need no office space. At best, I'll um, use my computer sometimes. But, I mean, everybody should be an entrepreneur by now There's too much money out here to be made Like, and I hate working for people It's completely unnecessary at this day and age I logged on to uh, I live in Atlanta now, as y'all know But, logged on to State of Georgia's website Mm -hmm. I started my LLC um, Went to Sam's Club and Costco And bought some cleaning supplies And I've been rolling ever since
1: When was this? Yeah
2: Hmm? When was this? That
0: was I believe I'm officially I started working before this, but I'm officially incorporated May third of this year.
2: Damn.
0: So uh, yeah,
3: we got we gotta take a couple of steps. (laughs) Because like this is a a major step. Like a lot of people like are really big on entrepreneurship or the thought of entrepreneurship but like never actually follow through. So like you just said you went to Sam's Club, you got cleaning supplies, right? So this is you on your solo grind. Like this is you going inside places and cleaning by yourself.
0: Yeah, like no lie. I cleaned my house, my room, that was about it. Um, I started helping out A friend of mine Cleaning And then stuff just got Too iffy I actually came home My mom was like It can't be that much To start your own Cleaning business I was like Yeah you're probably right And when I looked it up It cost me In the state of Georgia It's going to be different By every state $100 to incorporate As an LLC I put Mm -hmm. my name down On the PG Clean team Which my friend Came up with I made my own website Which for the year Cost me about $150 To host on Wix um bought my domain which was twelve dollars. Probably all in all and with all the cleaning supplies I bought, about a thousand dollars to start my business. Wow. I
3: didn't see you as a cleaning man, I ain't gonna lie.
0: Man, I don't see myself as a cleaning <laughs> man. <laughs> I, didn't I got see that. I got a degree. I'm working on a master's in nonprofit administration. Mm. I couldn't find a job. I moved to Atlanta on a faith move. I was working at the Marriott night shift, could not find a job. Yeah. Um, Playing with my little cousins outside I really think it was God Kind of getting me grounded But I tore my ATFL And I bruised my tibia I was in a boot Playing outside? Playing some some driveway basketball Damn (laughs) And I was in a boot for three months did you lie to people, though? Hmm? Did you lie to people? No, 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 I told them it was my little cousins. Uh, I, I told my cousins that day. I said, I'm too old to be out here playing with y'all. <laughs> I said, before we walked outside, I said, I'm going to get hurt. Little did I know, I rolled my ankle, and I was this close to having surgery. But um, three months later, I was supposed to be in, like, couldn't do nothing for three months. My foot had to be elevated above, above my waist for, like, three months. So, in that time... Um, collect unemployment from a job of um, wrongfully terminated anybody gets fired from a job by the way you probably can wiggle, wiggle your way into unemployment I guarantee you probably wrongfully terminated uh, hands down if you want to go that direction um, so I was living off an unemployment check uh, my cousins were gracious enough to let me crash um, when I came and that's kind of how it got started but I legit Google businesses with low entry and low overhead And office space is going to be your biggest cost to coming into any business. Any business is office space. Yeah. If you can live, if you got a laptop and a cell phone, you can be a business owner. Mm. Nobody needs to call. I mean, everybody just calls and texts. Did some research on what apps um, to do business with. And um, I actually hired employees before I had clients. Like... I woke up one day, I said, "I posted a job on Indeed. I said, I'm gonna hire me some people. Did not have a single client. I cleaned maybe one house um, in about three weeks. Business was starting slow. I Had a whole website and everything. I said, you know what, I'm gonna hire me some people and maybe the business will come. Legit, just prayed about it. The day I hired um, two girls, I hired them, actually, I hired them on a Friday. I told them I needed them to start on Monday. Between Friday and Monday, I was packed. the rest of that next week the Mm. first day i had two people we made eight hundred dollars and did five houses Mm. that first day
3: that worked out in your favor
0: yeah (laughs) because you
3: know three weeks in they would have been looking at you like
0: they didn't have no i was three weeks in huh they didn't know i was three weeks in (laughs) no 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 no, 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 no.
3: no. i'm saying if say business didn't start booming and three weeks after they started working oh yeah and you ain't had no money to cover they would have been out
0: they would have been out um, it's just amazing how you can fake the funk. Um, I set up QuickBooks, got the information for direct deposit, and that's kind of how people believe you're legit. Faking um, the funk
3: is the way you make it, though.
0: I had t-shirts made before I ever hired anybody. I had a website. People would call and say, how many people do you have working for you? I I got about four or five employees. Nobody but me. <laughs> <laughs> the finesse. <laughs> the finesse. You got to keep finesse until it happens. I knew I could find somebody to work for me, and that's really how I made it work. The first full month of me working, now granted, it's not counting what I spent in advertising and supplies. I want to say I made nine grand. Shit. Um, It was just them two working houses and me working houses in a couple of businesses. And that's been what I've been pulling in about, well, give or take. Um, Granted, I've fired and hired, God knows how many times since then. In this industry, it's really uh, tough to find reliable people. Mm-hmm. But again, I have low overhead. You're buying a broom, a mop, a bucket, and some cleaning supplies. You go to Walmart and you're a business owner. <laughs> Word, <laughs> you're right though. The $10. Yeah, and then you start Googling stuff. Um, honestly, Google is the most amazing thing ever. There are people out here who have everything set up for you. I ain't need a business plan, I ain't need no loan. I literally copy cleaning contracts from other companies, put my name in there, tweak some stuff, So that when I went in there, I was legit. I took all the liability off of me. Um, I got some liability insurance. So if anything happened in the house, I'm covered. I got a surety bond. In case anybody stole, thank God nobody has. I'm covered there. But maybe in about an hour, you can figure out how to start any business you want to start. I just really don't believe that it's worth working for somebody. Mm. When you really look at what it takes to start a business. Granted, I work on my hands and knees with a degree... But I'm making I'm making more money than I've ever made in my life.
3: Yeah, I would and I wouldn't even like um, characterize it as like yo I'm working on my yeah, hands and no, knees. Like yeah, it's yeah. like it's like you're kind of like degrading what you do in a sense versus you looking at it like yo I have my own business. I mean I just pulled my business just pulled in nine grand whatever it was last month. Where I know a lot of kids who graduated from you know college with us who ain't got shit. And, I'm like, and, I, and like I'm not even trying to say it to like stunt on them, but like literally they don't and. I admire that because it's crazy what you can do when your back's against the wall. Though, like when you literally, like you, you were saying, like you couldn't find a job, and most people would give up or blame the world or do anything else under the sun, and you were just like, "Yo, like but stay
1: on unemployment."
0: Yeah. Yeah. Granted, I was I was miserable working at my last job. I was making almost sixty thousand dollars a year plus bonuses, and I was coming into work miserable working in a nursing home, doing sales. Like I had a lot of flexibility, which I love, but. Mm. I hated what I did. I was like, this is not what I went to school for. This is not what I love. I'm not doing anything that makes sense. Um, and my boss called me one day, I was actually at the barbershop and told me, she gave me a day off and told me I couldn't have the day off. And y'all know I'm a little crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I told her to wait for me at the job. I was doing like 90 down the side the street. I came in her office and I cussed her out and told her, cause it was one of my coworkers, like my kind of equal um, in the building. Who wanted a day off, and she got in her ear, and I couldn't have a day off, so I lost it, cussed her out, slammed the door, her office door, and mm. little, little white lady, she wasn't. Um, it took her a minute, but she just sat there like somebody literally had to come in the room, and I was in there standing over her like cussing her out.
3: You know how crazy you look standing over some little white lady.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised she didn't call the police, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it just worked out, and from then on, stuff started getting funny at my job. I started looking, applying to jobs, and I have, I applied to. Several and I got an interview, and she had set up a meeting on my calendar um, with my regional and this other guy, which wasn't out of the ordinary. And I pulled in the parking lot that morning. I called my mom. I said, "I'm about to get fired." She was like, "What?" I said, "I'm about to get fired." I walked in the office, and it was crazy. I had already taken all my stuff out of the office. Like I usually mm-hmm. keep snacks and shoes, and change of clothes. For whatever reason, a few weeks before that, I took everything out of my office. It was really strange. I knew I was about to get fired. When I got fired, they did some dirty stuff. I got a month severance, and um, I convinced the State of Ohio to give me unemployment. So that's how I kind of made it um, since then. But it's been it's been bananas since then. I do graphics. Um, it's just it's just amazing how things kind of work out when you don't have a choice. It's amazing how far you can push yourself. Mm. Um, between putting gas in my car, like, I literally was living off of a check, making $250 a week off of unemployment, trying to figure out how to make it. So it just, it took some grinding. I thought that I needed to make that $1,500 or $1,700, whatever I was making every two weeks. You really don't know how much you really don't need until you don't have it. Yeah. It's amazing how you just, you know, you just chop your budget down. I have not bought... Um, I love clothes and shoes as most people know. I think the last clothing item I bought outside of Target was in December. Yeah. That's wise. The shirt? Four dollars. Morona? Hmm. Morona? What's the mossoon? That's the uh, Oh, uh, no,
3: uh, Mos- no, Mosima, that's one of them. They have Morona, Mosima. Yeah, that's all yeah, Target yeah, yeah, brand. Yeah, yeah, I fucks with Target heavy. On sale with a coupon. Yeah. Oh, These shorts is
0: <laughs> from Walmart. Okay. These Nike slabs like fifteen dollars from Nordstrom's rack. Yeah. I need all them clothes.
1: Nah,
3: but you, yo. So, not real quick though. But when I first back, moved back to New York, I didn't have a job. I just came back up here. I was like, fuck, I want to be in New York. Moved up here. It was a struggle. Like it was a struggle. But like when I was looking back and looking at my bills and my expenses, I was like, why did I do that? Like why do, why did do I do that? Why do, I don't need that? Like why do I have this? Why do I have that? And now I'm just like. I'm super smart about my spending all the time. I'm like, yo, I don't need this. I don't need that. I don't need this. I don't need that. So, yeah, I guess what you're saying it's correct when you're like, yo, like when you don't have something no more, you realize what's really important. You're like, yo, I don't need to spend this fucking money on this. Mm-hmm. I cut back so many things now. I'm like, I don't need this. Like, I, no need to go shopping all the time. I don't need for none of that. It's just like, why?
0: My yeah. first need, no matter what, my phone bills is going to get paid. Cause if my phone is off, I can't get a check. You can't get a mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, my phone rings. This is the first weekend. Um, I've really had off. I, I turned my work phone off. Mm. I said, if anything goes wrong, I can't be bothered with it. There was a while. I think I told my cousin I had worked six weeks straight every single day for six weeks. I was either cleaning the house, cleaning the business, or checking on my staff, making little pop-up visits, wherever. And I was exhausted. Oh, you I could those. see you popping those. up in the house. <laughs> huh? Yeah, like I knew, <laughs> of course, I knew their schedule. So I'll be sitting at the house. up <laughs> <Yeah, like, laughs> yeah. so How y'all doing? Y'all good?
1: Y'all good. You see him in, like, the trench coat with the little glasses <laughs> <laughs> tall-ass <that's> coat. Cool. <laughs>
3: I was checking on
0: my staff, but that's the kind of stuff you have to do. I think they say for the first two years, you're really working your business. Yeah. And, I mean, I was damn near killing myself mm-hmm. out here. It took me a little maturity, being a business owner, and a couple of months to realize I can't do everything. I can't be everywhere. Every dollar is not a good dollar. Um... I finally shut down. I don't work on Sundays anymore. Um, I need a day to myself. I need a day to kick it with my family, a day to stay in the bed, a day to sleep in. Um, the first three months when I was working, I was probably leaving the house at 7 and getting close, getting home, probably ten, eleven 11 o'clock. Mm. Dead exhausted. But, I mean, it's worth every penny. Like, this trip, I don't have to ask somebody, <laughs> could I take a couple of days just, off? Let's go. If I don't make it back on Tuesday, big whoop to do. I ain't going back on Tuesday. yeah. Um, that's just the amazing thing about owning your own stuff. And with my graphics, um, it's something I've always done but something I never really pressed because I hate, that's what I went to school for, but I hate doing it, something I could do from home. Again, low overhead, low entry, I have a website and a telephone, I'm in business, um, and people have seen my stuff. If you figure out how to do you know, SEO on your website, you're going to get hits. People calling you out the clear blue sky like, yeah, I saw your website on Google. Um, I'm looking to do a website for my um, tourist company or for my hair show. It's just amazing what you can do when you really set your mind to do something. Mm. But I, again, I push for education. I think it's an amazing thing. Some of the things I learned, how to do the connections that I've made, have come through school. It's just been—it's a lot of hard work, no matter what you do. Yeah. Um, as you know, I'm thinking about going back. Well, I'm studying for my LSAT now, going go law school in the fall. St. John's actually has a scholarship They give go, you a full bro. ride. It's a, it's a full it. ride, It's a full ride. The Thomas no. More Scholarship. All right. I didn't know about Thomas who? It. Thomas More.
3: For St. John's Law School? Oh, I didn't know about that one.
0: Yeah, a full ride. So I'm just exploring my options, trying to maximize on this time. A single young man, mm. no kids. I'm going to keep working and keep getting this education until I drop. Yeah. So I, pe- the people don't know this,
3: though, but you're from Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. You went to St. John's with us in New York College, went back to Cleveland. Why Atlanta? I know you say you made a leap of faith, but what made you say, I'm moving to Atlanta?
0: Um, Two main reasons. Um, I was in love. and moved down there for this trip. We had been doing long distance for a couple of months. Mm -hmm. And I was getting tired of the back and forth. And I figured when I lost my job, I was like, oh, if there's ever a time to move, let me move now. And I had family down there. I wasn't moving to a strange city. Um, And it was down between I was going to move back to New York. Or it was, Atlanta. And I interviewed... My last interview at um, New York Kids Club, a daycare, running a daycare, I thought I was going to get the job. I think I was actually crashing at Kevin's crib, and I ended up staying for a whole week because I had an interview every single day that week. And when I finally went home, they wanted yeah. me to come back. I got home on Monday, and they wanted me to come back on Tuesday for my final interview. I was like, I couldn't make the job. I was exhausted. I said, how about Wednesday? They said no. So... It is what it was. And then a month later, um, I got a call from, I worked for the Marriott at the time, part-time. I worked night shift. I was working two, working about 70 hours a week between two jobs. And I got a call from a Marriott in Atlanta to work night shift weekends. And that was on the 2nd. On the 9th, I had packed up, I was moving to Atlanta. I called my cousin Natalie on probably the 8th or the 7th and asked her, could I crash? And I stayed there for a few months. The injury, everything else happened. Ended up quitting the Marriott, and I started my own business a few months later. Yeah, I... <laughs> it's just amazing how things work. When your back is literally up against the wall, you find out how resilient you are. Mm. Um, you really find out who's in your corner, who's got your back. Um, I thank God for my family between my mom, my grandmothers, and my cousin just making a way for me just to even get on my feet. Because when I first got to Atlanta, I really thought about going back home. Mm. I tore my ATFL the first week. I think it was two or three days later, I got in a car accident. And then the week after that, my unemployment, um, they thought it was, they suspected fraud in my unemployment. They cut my unemployment off until they could finish the investigation. So I thought that was a time for me to go home. But my, <laughs> mom, my mom said, no, Armand. She was like, I really believe you're supposed to be there. She said, I'm just, I got faith in you. And I toughed it out, and I really think it's the best decision I've ever made. I've met some amazing people, um, some of the clients that I've made, amazing friends, people who have looked out for me, and things have just worked out.
3: Hmm. So I want to I talk about your, your community service, and then when you're done talking about it, my follow-up question, which I'm going to pose to you now, is because you're talking about potentially going to law school, mm-hmm. potentially coming back to New York to go to law school. So I want to know how you think that's going to affect your community service in Atlanta if you come back to to New York to go to law school.
0: Okay. Um, we'll double back to the community where I was really bothered for whatever reason. Like, I was just burdened by, like, I would drive through the hood. Um, I had a cousin that goes to – well, she just graduated from Spellman. Hey. Anybody know Spellman? Smack dab in the middle of the hood. Yeah. Gates all around hey, it. You
3: see though.
0: Yeah, the you see that. If they don't know you, you're not getting in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Clark, all that. I was – I kept going down there, and every time I went down to the West End, I felt like something was calling me. Mm. Like any time I drove through the West End, I got sad. Like there were days I would be driving, you know, I would take her to dinner or something, and come back to the house, and I would be in tears. I was like, "What is this?" Strangest feeling. I never felt anything like that. And one day, um, my cousins were on vacation in Orlando. The house was completely silent, which was brand new for me. <laughs> 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 and I heard. It was just a voice, and I, I don't think it's nothing but God um, that told me I need to give back to the community. It wasn't my community. I have not grown up in Atlanta. My mom did, but that wasn't my thing. Um, and the first day, I just went out there. Um, I just drove. I started driving, driving, driving. I got off right at the AUC exit, mm-hmm. and there was a homeless man that walked up to my window. And normally, I ain't with that. Like, oh, this bunch the bunch windows of. is up. Oh. I, I'm ignoring you. I'm just like, nah. he ain't there. Um, his name is actually Anthony, and I wrote down my window for whatever reason that day, and he said, I don't want no money. He said, I don't want no food. He said, I just want to know, can you pray for me, which was the strangest request. Anybody lives in New York or any big city knows. Don't yeah. nobody ask you for no prayer. They want a dollar, a quarter, a drink, or anything,
2: mm-hmm. and so I
0: said, cool, and I pulled over to the side of the road, um, parked my truck um, right across from the AUC, and we just talked for about 45 minutes. Um, he had been telling me how he wanted to get back into church, and the amazing thing about Anthony was he was homeless by choice. He had become an alcoholic. His sister lived five blocks from where we were, and he was too ashamed to go back in front of his family. He had kind of gotten out there and was doing whatever he could for either drugs or alcohol. Was too ashamed to go home, and I was like Anthony, I said, "It's pride that's keeping you out here." Mm-hmm. And I talked with him. I parked my car. And I just started walking through the West End. I was walking down um, Abernathy. And a couple more people on drugs. And we just, I was legit talking that whole Saturday. And I felt bad. The next week I came out and I brought, um, I don't know if I bought McDonald's for everybody that week or pizza. Um, whatever it was. That was the first weekend. The second weekend I came out, I brought food. And then I came out the next two weekends. Every Saturday morning, like clockwork. I just talked to him. It's amazing how much we walk past people. It's people out here on the streets. They have degrees, um, educated people, have families, kids. And they've just fallen on hard times. And it lasted a little bit longer than what they wanted to. And they have so much pride. They refuse to go stay with their mom or their sister or their kids. Um, One guy, he talks to his kids every week. They don't know he's homeless. They live in a different state. Don't have a clue that he's homeless. I think in... I want to say it was either June or July. Um, I went to Walmart and I just made sandwiches. I made 86 bag lunches and just went out there until I ran out of bag lunches. Just driving around um, between downtown and the West End until I ran out of bag lunches. But And this is really what I really want everybody. If you take nothing away from this, you can make a huge impact being one person. I probably spent maybe $100 in Walmart that day, which... I may spend on an outfit or, you know, taking my shorty out to eat, Mm -hmm. that's two dates, a hundred dollars, and you're done. But I mean, you can really make a huge impact on your community that way. I mean, they look for me, they know me by name. Um, It's just amazing the things that, the difference you can make. Just working in your little small area, Um, my favorite quote is, I think it's by FDR, um, where you are with what you have, do what you can. No lie, if everybody took care of their block, we'd be good. If everybody just worried about their own blood family, we'd be straight. But it's amazing how many people we drive down the street every day. Everybody not trying to hustle you. There are some legit homeless people in New York. As we know, there are some people that's trying to hustle us. I used to work at mm-hmm. Gap. There was a lady who used to beg on the corner every week. Oh, I need money for my kids. I need money for this. And the, sun, the it was a Sunday morning she came in there and bought a sweater we had in every color. Had a fat wad of cash, <laughs> yeah. credit cards, debit card, ID. I said, "God damn!" Yeah, no. Nah. And That's when I, I was turned off the homeless people by that point. And it took a lot for me just to kind of, kind of, really soften my heart again to them.
3: There was just a dude on a train when I was coming down here. Got on the train with four kids. One in the stroller. One couldn't have been no more than three. One was. Both of them were like five and six, fresh out of school. He gets on the train with them, and immediately the five-year-old and the six-year-old walk to the opposite ends of the train. And he stands in the middle. He gives his speech about how, you know, he hates to ask people for money, but he needs money to send a third, da-da-da. And while he's giving his speech midway, the kids are walking back with their hands, hands out. out. I've never seen mm-hmm. ha- nothing like that before in my life with kids. I was like, yo, they're trained to do this. It's a family hustle. Oh, yo. And, uh, I mean, they got bread, though, Jesus. off that train car. But it's just, it's just crazy. Like, but that's something that the kids are going to remember, though. And that's that's thing I never thought about that.
0: That's one thing I never like is being hustled. The people that I see in the streets, they won't ask you for a dime. Mm -hmm. They sit there. They roll out. um, They find mattresses. They'll get whatever they can. I've brought clothes down there. They won't ask you for nothing. They want to work. Mm -hmm. A lot of them used to work with their hands. And I appreciate the fact they've never... I have never had a single person out there in the well, we're in September now, and the five, six months I've been going out, nobody's ever asked me for a dollar, not one.
1: Because they know you're bringing food. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they know I'm, I'm going to bring food after a while, but no, they know sure. that's, not, that's not what I'm about, and that's not what they're about. Most of them really are good, honest people that fell on hard times. Um, you're going to need the bridge down there. There's a couple bridges down there. It's just like living in a college dorm to me they fight when the person next to them is messy. They're like, yo, my man, this is my space. Like, you know, I don't like trash in my space. I don't like cans in my space. That's not funny. It's, that's, it's that's not, not I mean, funny. it's funny, but it's it's like a college dorm. It's those yeah. same dynamics. People got beef. Um, I've broken up fights um, in the streets. I'm just doing stuff I've never thought, never saw myself doing in life. Mm. But it really reminds me of a college campus. Because <laughs> it's not a whole lot of women and children get access to shelters, and I think it's really sad on the way we're set up or the way our community is set up, there's no options for men. Yeah, We're the last on the list for any kind of opportunity, whether it's money or a job or housing. It's really challenging for us to get in that way. And unfortunately, most places, um, some, most places in Atlanta, they want you to be clean. And the basis to getting clean is having stable housing. Mm. If you've got a place you know you can sleep at night, you're more apt, according to research, to get clean off of drugs, to get clean off of alcohol. So it's just, it's a really wacky system, which kind of leads me back to the um, law school thing. Okay. I was going out there and I was getting frustrated, like, I'm helping them get from Saturday to Sunday. Well, what in the world can I do to help them make it, like, get off the streets? That was my goal, to get somebody off the streets. And on my cleaning business, I kept meeting people that either went to law school or law school would come up when I was cleaning. And y'all know, like, we have a ton of, I feel like I have a ton of friends that went to law school. Mm. I'm some back in Cleveland, a lot of people in New York, like you, it was just mind-blocking. I said, that's the way I can make it. You know, doing civic and social change, I never saw myself, like, you know, city council or anything. Like, I'm against big government. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody walk, watches um, Parks and Rec. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, Ron Swanson is like my idol, like big government (laughs) is the devil, (laughs) taxes are the devil. Why can't you do it yourself? I don't need you. Um, But I really believe, I mean, if you're going to work the system, you have to work within the system. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel oftentimes we are, we need people who are, well, we have people who are protest minded, um, but not policy driven or not policy educated. So we can come out here and we can stand in the streets and we can tell them what we want but there's nobody behind the scenes saying, okay, this is what we want in the grand scheme of things, but here's ABC, is how we want it, one, two, three. I think that's how we lose a lot of our power. I know everybody loves Black Lives Matter because it's a faceless, voiceless movement. You can't pin it down to one person, mm. but I really believe we need, you need solid leadership out here that's gonna say, no, 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 I represent these two million black people that want this, that, and the other and I think nobody in our generation has really stepped up. I mean, we have celebrities and stuff and social media is a beautiful thing. But people think social media is their voice. It's a platform to get your message out there. Yeah. But if nobody is if your your councilman is not reading your Twitter page, your mayor is not on your Instagram watching your videos of you out here in the streets and saying what we need, um your Whoever is not on your Facebook reading your stuff. So until you can go to them, how I many? I don't. Even, I've never been to one, but I don't know anybody of my friends who's been to a city council meeting. I have. You have? Mm-hmm. Okay, I appreciate that. How about a school board meeting? Nah, no, I don't have any kids to go to. One. Yeah, well, yeah. But I mean, but that stuff still affects you. <laughs> no, like, oh, it does. Yeah. It what I'm saying like, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the
3: but the city council meeting was something I did, and like I'm not gonna lie, it wasn't like something I volunteered to do. It was something we did in low school.
0: Yeah. I mean, and we look at, you see little signs in people's yards or in a storefront, vote yes for Atlanta schools, vote yes for New York City schools. We just hear schools and yes, and we're like some cattle going to slaughter. Oh yeah, yes for city schools. We don't know all of what that entails, how it's going to affect our taxes or our kids. Mm -hmm. And as a culture, as minorities, black people, Chinese, Asian, whoever, um, Hispanic, I really think we kind of Don't look down on education, but we don't take advantage of all the opportunities we have for free education. Going to your city council meeting is free education. You find out the kind of stuff that affects you. People writing letters to the White House and complaining about Trump, I don't believe the president has that much power. Mm. If you really want to see change in your community, go to your city council meeting, talk to your mayor, um, talk to your congressperson, stuff that literally affects your neighborhood. I'm big on state power instead of federal power. If you just talk to these people that are close to you, Mm -hmm. you can actually see changes and impact. You can kind of get yourself well-connected with people who can really make changes in your community. Mm -hmm. Meet your child's principal. You can get on a school board. It's really, I'm finding it's not that challenging. Sit on a non-profit in your community if you really want to see change happen. And I think I was one of those people too that was just barking and complaining, oh, this is so terrible. Trump is this the police or this that and the other but i wasn't doing anything i was complaining amongst a people who think like me and we complained amongst each other and talked about things that we weren't really happy i mean we were dreaming like oh, we should do this that and the other but nothing ever manifested and so now i want to be able to talk to talk and walk to walk hence me wanting to go to law school mm-hmm. i don't granted i don't want to get the debt and all that other stuff that comes with it but I think that's my gateway into making the change. I'm not really big on... I think the money will come. There's a million and one things that we can do. Um, You could start... There are so many businesses you can start, and that's what the cleaning business is. I do not love cleaning. Mm -hmm. I am sore when I get home at the end of the night. Some people live nasty. I am tired of stepping on roaches in people's houses. (laughs) I am tired of scrubbing showers. I'm tired of sweeping out garages. But I know it's going to make me financially free so that I can go to law school, yeah. I can make the changes that I want to make and see in my community.
1: Like a means to an end.
0: Exactly. That's all this is. Otherwise, I mean, this is, this is for the birds. I mean, you,
1: you always had the nicest dorm room, though. You hmm. did have the cleanest dorm room out of anybody. I don't
0: like, I don't like dirt. <laughs> I don't like stuff.
1: Remember, when we used to walk into his dorm on the second floor. It would be mad dirty in the common area. You walk into his chips, like steam.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Had the little glades.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down.
0: That's GreenLight.com slash ACAST. And the great plug in the wall. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Little incense burning by yeah. the window. Nah, you didn't add that. But, I, mean, that's just, I mean, you do what you got to do until you can do what you want to do. Like, I'm sure if y'all could, if y'all could get paid to do the cooling out pile like the Breakfast Club in the morning. you can't. T- I listen to Breakfast Club every day on my way to somebody's house. You can't tell me that's not what Charlemagne loves to do. I actually just read his book, Black Privilege. So it's a great good. book. It's a great book. I encourage every black, any person to read it, really. Yeah, that's a book. Though. It's just a good book. To me, and it gets down to the root of hustling, like, this man knew he loved to talk. He had been talking shit since he was a kid, and he made him make money for him. People hate that man. People can't stand him. He says a lot of outrageous stuff. Some stuff I agree with, some stuff I don't. But, I mean, that's what it's all about. Until you can find what you want to do, you make your own opportunities, and you keep working and networking and hustling until stuff opens up for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That's one thing too. I like to tell my friends because they're like, "Oh, I don't want to work the nine to five. I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that." But it like it teaches you things. Like working a nine to five, or like I used to work as a stockroom guy who used to clean stuff all the time. Like I had to clean the floor, I had to clean the bathroom, I had to clean the, the stockroom, and that taught me how to be humble in a way. And that start somewhere and you end up somewhere else. So the fact that like you're cleaning to make money to go to law school that's like that's huge yeah
0: and it's absolutely bananas i think working for me working in corporate america and working in the places i've worked has taught me how to manage people i am so much more patient than what i would normally be Uh, most businesses if you're going to own your own business it's about managing people the thing i hated most when i was working for corporate i hated dealing with people (laughs) <laughs> when I was 20, I'm 26 now, I was 24, I had my own secretary, and I had seven people working underneath me. I hated it. I hated when somebody asked me for a day off. I hated <laughs> dealing with petty issues. Like, I was like, y'all know I'm not old enough for this, right? And they're like, oh, no, we trust you. I was in director's meetings. Um, my next person up was a regional. I was like, no, nah, this, is, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. but that's the same stuff you deal with um, going on in life like you have to you gotta do that kind of stuff and the grinding and granted I do a lot of my I do all my own marketing um, walk into businesses and say hey if I have a cleaning business I'll cut 20% off your cleaning bill if you have a cleaning company if not here's my price mm-hmm. that's smart um, it's just so many long days everybody who says they want to work for themselves they don't want to work a 9 to 5 if you hate working 40 hours a week you're going to hate working 80 hours a week. Granted, in some weeks, I do very well. <clears throat> like before I came on this trip, I was taking everything because I know I want to enjoy myself in New York. And I think, Matt, when did we leave? When did we come here? Friday? Yeah, we came here on Friday. So between Monday and Thursday, I paid all my bills to the end of the month. And the last two days I worked by myself because um, I fired everybody on my staff because they're trash. <laughs> and, and I think I made like eight or $900 in a couple of days. But that's just, you got to have a hustle. You got to wake up every morning and say, this is only for a little while. I keep telling mm-hmm. myself, every house I get in, I say, God, this is only for a few more days, a few more weeks, a few more months. <coughs> only a little while longer. I mean, nobody wants to work like they work. I watch my cousin get up at the crack of dawn, go to work, come home, take care of her kids while working another part-time job, do what she gotta do for her husband and her family, go to bed late, get back up at five o'clock, and does that every single day. Where she's doing what she loves to do, and I think I don't even I'm not even sure if she loves loves her job. I know she loves her family enough and loves her husband, that she's going to hustle how she got to hustle. He's going to do what he has to do. I know my cousin at the end of the table, I don't believe he let a job he got right now.
1: <laughs>
0: if you see the way this man lights up around a fire station, he used to be a firefighter. And you see the way he used to light up around a fire station, but it wasn't conducive for having four kids. He couldn't do the baseball games. He couldn't coach basketball. He couldn't be at all the school stuff watching his kids grow up, so... He took a simpler nine-to-five, no weekends. He can do everything he wants to do with his kids, but he sacrificed his happiness for somebody else's happiness. Mm -hmm. And right now, I'm sacrificing my my own happiness for happiness down the road. Yeah. Which is a crazy challenge for me. Yeah.
3: people, uh, People really don't understand, like, the power of sacrifice. Like, I really... Don't think people understand. Like when I was in law school, I worked at Walgreens, and that shit was crazy for me.
1: You worked like, at Walgreens?
0: Walgreens. Never knew
3: that. All three years of law school, and that shit was Kept crazy. That. It was like, <laughs> think about like so. I'll, I'm gonna say the school. not nah, fuck that. The, the school I went to was majority white. Like it was a majority white law school. And then like just thinking about like me being behind the register when I see kids from my school come. You know, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh like oh you work at Walgreens like it's just like and granted like no one like ever saying anything slick about it but it just like it always made me feel some type of way but I always knew that I was doing it you know because I needed that extra money during law school I needed mm-hmm. it and I was like yo, I'm going back to New York even though everyone at my school told me I shouldn't go back to New York like it was like you shouldn't do it like you don't have a job don't do it don't do it don't do it and then granted when I got back up here I was like why the fuck did I do this like, <laughs> for months non-stop like You know, I was texting y'all nonstop, losing my mind, spazzing on y'all sometimes, and then, like, my bad, fellas. Y'all know I'm just going through it. But (laughs) But that's
0: that's the worst thing you can do is listen to somebody else. Nobody else is in your head at night, and I don't think anybody knows how many nights I've legit cried myself to sleep like I am miserable. Mm -hmm. Like, I did not go to school for this. Mm -hmm. My mama did not bust her ass working two jobs for me to do this. Mm -hmm. I feel like I was a failure, like a flop. But I had to really block out everybody else and everything else. Like I know Ryan's working on his clothing line and I'm sure it's a million people telling you, Oh, don't start a clothing line, you know how hard it is. You know Louis Vuitton is one in a million. Well goddamn let me be one in a million. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just it's I had to literally block out everybody. And y'all know I'm not social media, like I don't have no Facebook. I don't have a Twitter. My last Instagram post was two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> but listening to people will really fuck you up. Yeah. And if that person is not doing what you want to do, block them out. Anybody mm-hmm. else working a nine to five, letting Uncle Sam decide what their taxes is going to be and what time they got to be at work and how many vacation days they get. If that's not what you want, block that person out. Mm-hmm. I had to narrow my conversation down to a couple of friends, my family, and not even all of my family, some of my family. To make stuff happen. Mm -hmm. If he wasn't speaking positivity or negativity, I just stopped texting altogether. There was a chick um, that was trying to get at me, and she was discouraging me from going to law school and this, that, and the other. That's everyone. Yeah.
3: That's everyone.
0: Yeah, and when when your son is on his way to jail, don't call me. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, it's just so much negativity out here, and it came to a point where I had to legit block everything out. Yeah. I go to work. I come home. I go to work I come home I take myself out go out to eat I go out to drink hang out with my family and I come home but people will really deter you from doing what you want to do cleaning is not my dream people keep telling me oh you shouldn't do this oh you shouldn't do that why are you cleaning I send them a screenshot of my sales for the month and ask them is that what you make before or after taxes and it's usually neither (laughs) and I go on about my day like I have nothing to say no more and granted I have a I have a ton of expenses, but I'm still making more money than I ever would have dreamed at this point. Mm-hmm. So I encourage anybody. Don't even if if it's not even the business you want to start. There are businesses, graphic design. Most people that do graphic design are t- are self taught. I had uh, my friend Emil some years back oh, put, <laughs> put Photoshop um, on my uh, laptop and some other Adobe products for the low or the no really. For and, no, for for no. <laughs> and I've been making money off of that. Out the clear, I probably done this year. I probably done four or five websites. You average about four hundred dollars um, a pop. I don't advertise my my graphic design or anything. It's all word of mouth. Mm. Somebody says, "Oh, Jarell, who did your website?" Oh, you know my boy or mine and I get a text I the clear blue sky or email. Hey, I just started my own business. I need a website. And being flexible has probably been my best thing. I let people make payment plans, um, cleaning-wise. If you get off work at 7.30, I meet you at the house at 8 o'clock at night to clean. Anybody else with a real business, not a real business, but anybody else with a legitimate business, probably not going to do that. Yeah. But that's when you're getting started, that's the kind of grunge work that you have to make happen. And I still want to be able to give back to the community. So I say, well, I made all my money for the week. I paid all my bills I need to make, so let me keep an extra, let me work two more houses, I can take myself out to eat, and I can do spaghetti dinner this weekend for the hood. Mm -hmm. So it's really just making up Um, your mind. That's been one of the most rewarding things um, that I've been able to do. One Saturday, I was determined to get out. That was the weekend I had made 86 sandwiches by myself, paid for it, did them all myself, and I went out, I was like, God, dog, it's going to rain. And I got out there and when I started pouring down raining, a policeman pulled over and shook my hand. He said, I respect the work that you're doing. And from the time he shook my hand, no lie, it stopped raining until I passed out that last sandwich. When I got back in my truck, pouring down rain again. So it's moments like that, that really kind of helped me to keep doing what I'm doing. Kind of pushed me to keep going to law school. this pushed me to keep grinding. Right now, while I, again, have no kids, no real responsibilities, mm-hmm. I got to keep going. There's no way I can stop right now.
3: I respect that. I want to comment on something you said about social media and, like, just the wherewithal to, like, uh, detach yourself from social media. Because social media really can, like, shape your reality if you, like, let it. Because, I, it took me a while to, like, get off of it, like, heavy, heavy. But I, there was one time where I used to wake up every morning and check social media. hmm in the beginning, just to see how I should feel to start the day. Like, what's going on today? Like, how should I really feel? What should I be mad about this morning? What should I really care about today? And then eventually, it took me a while to, like, get out of that, that phase where it's like, stop letting social media, like, shape your day. And, what you should, and let it tell you what you should be caring about and things of that nature.
0: And, so, I mean, it tells you so many of us depend on social media for news. Yeah, fake news. Um, <laughs> fake news at that. And it's amazing. On your social media, it's likely that you're going to follow people who are like you. Mm-hmm. and you see one side of so many things I've started watching um, Fox News I watch different news Fox channels now time. they show you such different perspective <laughs> such a different perspective on things you can watch that same news story an hour later on CBS or ABC and you like how are they talking about the same story Like, it's it's just amazing the way that um, when we don't diversify our education or our sources, mm-hmm. you really can put yourself in a little box. It's just, it's mind-boggling. I find out how ignorant I was mm-hmm. um, before I start listening to the people that I don't like. Um, when I get a minute during the day, and it probably is a minute, I just scroll through news stories. If nothing else, I'm reading headlines. And I get my news from my clients. I say, oh, did you hear about um, what's going on in Puerto Rico? And I let them fill me in with their opinion on something. Because I literally do not have time to sit down. Unless I'm in the car, I don't have time to sit down and watch the news. Mm -hmm. I let them fill me in. See what their perspective is on stuff. See, you know, what they're feeling out on stuff. So you really have to maximize your time, your day. And if I'm going to use social media right now it's become my relief like if i'm gonna get on instagram i better laugh (laughs) like this is just my minute to be free to not care about a business not care about anything and it took me a long time to just learn to leave my work phone in the car turn my laptop off Mm -hmm. and kind of detach myself from it sundays i stay in the bed probably at least until noon one o'clock and Sunday afternoon, if my cousin cooks, I might go over to her house to eat or watch football. But, uh, its I mean, it's just amazing how much balance that I think we lack in our lives, um, especially in New York. You spend so much time grinding, trying to make a dollar, trying to figure out how to get a raise or find a new job or find make some more money that you really forget. Man, we're in our 20s. Yep. Don't nobody in this room minus two people in here have kids. And it's amazing. I watched my cousin. We almost didn't come on this trip because they had to figure out what they were going to do about three kids being at the house. Mm. How are we going to make this work? And it wasn't a money thing. It was, I got to worry about my kids. We were on our way to the Yankees game this morning. And she got an email from a teacher talking about she has to work. Her son has some kind of big spelling test tomorrow. And She's all the way in New York. We don't get home until tomorrow. So it's that kind of stuff I'm like Yo I gotta do what I wanna do now yeah. If I'm yeah. worried about that On my trip Girl I love my cousin I know she loves her kids But that brought me down <laughs> <laughs> Started worrying about vacation I was like God Like worrying about your kids at home We don't we, we don't care nothing about them They good uh, They <laughs> alive They healthy it. They walking But that's the I mean I think that's the biggest difference And I don't wanna be That person yet
3: We gotta bring your people in You can't be out here just talking shit And not let them reply you got to make No, Nat, Nat,
0: Nat, got to say something. Nah, you don't want
3: to say nothing.
0: Nah, Nat, you oh. got to go. damn hell. <laughs> nah, no, I feel
3: like and or I was like, oh, cool, Nat. Like, yeah, that's good, that's good, good, that. southern nickname, <laughs> <laughs> Nat. Nat, <laughs> Nat, Nat. <laughs> Nat Tory, but Nat is Y'all full of wisdom. Get on the mic?
0: She got, she got to say something about balancing that family life and working. Mm. She got her degree. Huh? But the people that listen to us, we're gonna, we gonna be there one day.
1: They might need to hear this. Like, do you want to start a family? Oh, <laughs> nah, no, not right now. What do you mean, eventually? You do? Know? Do I want to have a family? But, I, <laughs> I, but,
3: but most most <laughs> families aren't started like family, Southern bread family, <laughs> <laughs> whole family.
0: But who wakes up and says, you know what? This is the year I'm gonna have kids. I'm ready. I got my house. I got this. First, I keep accident. finding that <laughs> <laughs> my pastor used to tell me all the time about marriage and other things. He said, You'll never be ready enough. You'll never have enough money. You'll never have enough time. And I think most kids, I mean, most people that plant are trying to have kids is because they're having trouble having kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all my friends that have kids, they was depressed as fuck. They got yeah. pregnant by mistakes, accidents, out here being reckless. Yeah. Had kids, and their life has just changed forever. They've slowed down. I hardly see any of those people now because we just run on two different paths. But, Nat, tell them, tell them about an average week during baseball season. Nat. Uh, <laughs> Nat, take the mic. This
2: is the coach right here. But you're
0: the, the you're the team mom. Oh, God.
2: Well, I, I have the first thought off by saying I'm very blessed and my family and my boys and my husband mean everything to me and if you do find the right person to settle down with and start a family it could be a a really great thing but you gotta be you gotta work hard at it and it is it is very hard to wake up at five o'clock in the morning every day and then maybe lay down by 12 o'clock at night and then start all back over and and put everything forth that you got for somebody else because it's you was talking about sacrifice like to have a family and to have kids, sacrifice is like the biggest thing you learn. If you don't have it <laughs> at that time, that's like the biggest thing you learn because you gotta put your, you're you putting your family first. You're putting your kids first. And nobody can say on any day that I don't put my kids before me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I wake up, I go to the law firm, I put in my hours get home if it's during baseball season I'm getting the kids ready for baseball whether it's practice, whether it's a game I mean and it's from Sunday to Saturday and we may be on the baseball field from 8 in the morning to like 6, 7 o'clock at night but I'm I'm investing in my kids so that they can be better and so that one day they can be you young gentlemen trying to make it How old are your kids? I have a, a 2 year old a six-year-old, well, he just turned seven, ten um, year ten-year-old, and sixteen.
0: Oh, sixteen. Sixteen. But Nat, Nat is downplaying it. Like, I've <laughs> stayed in the house. <laughs> this man gets up at something something to five, starts getting the kids up. He heads out the door. She walks the dog, takes the kids to the bus, the bus station, drives up to where she works. He comes home. He gets the baby from daycare, usually. She comes home, does homework. With the middle child. The oldest one kind of takes care of himself. Joshua, during baseball season, had baseball games every single Tuesday and Thursday. His dad is the coach.
2: And they have homework every day. And when homework I say every homework, night. I'm not talking about just no ABC.
0: No homework I couldn't help him with. Like, I was <laughs> like, yeah, you're not my kid. I don't understand this. <laughs> um, it's a little bit much for me.
2: Not to mention just being a wife and a mother, like, cooking. You know, because yeah. I cook a lot. So, like cook a meal like they're not about to be eating out every day and then it's costly to eat out every day for six people you know
3: oh
1: trust
2: me <laughs> a family of six that's a lot of money
0: and then, how long you been at the job you right now
2: um i've been there for 22 years
0: wow 22 before, before years. she went to school and they said we're gonna hold a job we're gonna make a job for you when you graduate from uga
2: yeah i went to the university of georgia graduated with a bachelor's in um, management information systems um and i was ready to go find my entry job and just you know do what i need to do put my degree to work and the law firm that i started working for i was in advanced classes in um high school and so by the time i got to 12th grade i uh, got out of high school probably about 11 o'clock i mean out of school about 11 o'clock so from there i went to work for the law firm from about 12 to 6 and i did that during that summer and then i went to college and so um, i worked during the summer and on the holidays, I worked at the law firm. And after I graduated from UGA, it was like, please, just come here. We're going to create a position for you. You can do whatever you want to do. We just want you to stay.
3: So, wait, you that firm is in Athens?
2: It's in Atlanta.
3: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Exactly. I used to
2: you know, I used to run around UGA you know. <laughs> <laughs> back in my younger days. So no, it. it's in, it's in Atlanta. I thot. went to i um, I I commuted my last year at at Georgia, I commuted. So I stayed in Gwinnett and I uh, went to the law firm on like Tuesdays, uh, Thursdays and Fridays and then I went to UGA on Mondays and Wednesdays. That was just my last year at Georgia though. Mm. That's, a,
3: that's that's a a little bit of a journey.
2: Well, no, not in Gwinnett. It's like 45 minutes. But Each in way. Atlanta, Yeah, we but in Atlanta bus, it bus takes forty five minutes to get like from my house to my job now.
0: That's because you got to Takes me an hour. In Atlanta. Put an extra car. The <laughs> <road>. <laughs> no, you yeah. If crazy. you are just
2: going to Athens, like you're going against the grain. You're going against the you know Yeah. It's forty five minutes. Uh, it takes me quicker I, it's quicker for me to go from there to Athens than for me to go to my house to my job. Gotcha.
3: Tori, you sure you don't wanna give it the father's perspective?
0: <laughs> you gotta get a fire department. You sure? You you quit what you love First to all, do to listen, hold down your listen, kids. We don't
3: I'm not gonna say we don't. Society thinks that we don't have enough good
2: black fathers out here. Oh, let me tell but you. I know something. we do
3: have some, but society thinks that we don't. This is we a good man. On the- hey, Tori? Tori, you gotta say
1: something. You gotta say something. Let oh. me get my Tori. camera right. Let <laughs> <laughs> them know you exist. Uh.
4: I don't know where to start, honestly, uh
0: when you quit the fire department.
4: I think it was folded in. I think um it's a balance uh between the work schedules, the your family, uh extracurricular activities, as well as uh doing your, your family outings. I think, you know, personally speaking for myself, I think I get up at the crack of dawn. I get up quarter four, sit, prepare myself, and um I think I'm the long clock for everybody in my house, but uh I don't sleep well I, you know that's part of it, but um, for the most part uh as a dad uh I've always told if you make these babies, you have to take care of these babies that that's first and foremost uh, uh for from a dad perspective, but um I work hard, I play hard. Um, I enjoy my family, I love my wife I love my kids And it's nothing I won't do Nothing I can't do For my family And um, That's as a dad perspective As far as being as a, a black man In this time of age I think it's more of a decision or a choice Whether you want to be that That dominant Male figure in, in the child's life That's That's a choice or decision you make That you want to do um, I'm going on about that. But as a coach, uh, I love kids. I grew up without my father. My my dad passed away when I was two. I never met my dad, and my mom raised three of us, um, three siblings. I'm the baby of the three, and um, I think my mom did a, a damn good job with, with us three. But now society is totally different um, with parenting now. Than it was then life is different everything is totally different from being a 70s 80s baby being a late 90s 2000 baby it's totally different and you know I, I love kids and I, I I didn't have a dad so a lot of kids on so my team that I deal with doesn't have that that father figure in their life so I'm the next thing that will they will come across as a father figure father figure but um I love baseball. I played high school, semi-pro. Um, I just love the game, and I love kids. That just, just me.
0: And what's amazing, what he can't probably won't tell you, is how many mothers and families depend on Tori to be that father figure. Will send that kid over, coach. Can you talk to such and such? He been this, that, and the other. A mom and that. Can you help us this, that, and the other? It's just amazing kind of standing on the sidelines and watching how people their age, some younger, probably some even a little older, look to them as, like, the role model family. When I go to their kids' baseball games, it's either blended families or severed family. Like, they're one of the few that you'll see mama and daddy holding it down, kids running around, going back and forth. And it's amazing to me. If you look at other people, they just look around in amazement. Like, how do y'all do it? And they still have fun. I tell anybody, you come to Atlanta, go to no bar, don't go to no club. Go to
4: 2406. Me, me, me and Matt been there for 15 years. So I, I, you can't throw us on like that. Everybody's different. You know, we like to have fun. We like to enjoy life. I may leave here today and, and die tomorrow. So I, I can truly say I enjoy my life. My my time here on this earth, but I think let the God let live a little while longer. Don't take me just yet, it's a just a little, little it's while a little longer. Yeah, a little more time.
0: <laughs> and I think they they don't know how much I look up to them, but to see the way that they grind, and hustle, granted they have deterred me from having kids right now, but when I do, they ain't know, that bad. I know I need me and that. I need to be like the Tory. Like I wake up, it's the kids' schedule, and they figure out like this trip. Was figured out out of. I need. Some, I deserve something for myself because It gives so much to the kids, to the baseball teams, to the basketball teams. Nobody plays football. That's six football. months out of the year. Straight.
4: Like ain't no. Baseball is six months a year. So we we had it from November to July, June, July. Ain't no. Yeah. F-
0: it was Nat's birthday. That's how this trip came about. I was like Nat, we gotta do something. It's Like we gotta go out. We gotta kick it. She said, fine. I was in Kroger's parking lot in the grocery store. Hey, Kroger. <laughs> I, I called now. I said, now nah, I found some tickets to New York. I said, they're cheap. I said, we can go next week. She's like, I don't know. We was trying to convince somebody else to come. People was getting real flimsy on us for coming. We said, F it. We said, we're going to buy the tickets. Um, anybody knows me knows so I'm a little on the bougie side. We decided to stay in the Airbnb in Bush. I'm right? a crutchy
4: boy, so I don't care why I stay. He
0: down, he down <laughs> for whatever. We got in the Airbnb, right. but... This has been so refreshing for me to be away from work. This is the, I did bring my work phone. It has not been out with us, not one day.
4: It died. It died on Friday.
0: <laughs> it died on Friday. <laughs> I say anything go wrong, it just go wrong. Yeah. And, you know, you got to enjoy the moments you have with your family, with your friends. It's going to be a point in life when we're either too old, too crusty, too tired, or too busy to even sit down and do a podcast. Mm-hmm. So... That's why I'm all for this. And yeah, I was bitching because you had other regular ass people. And I feel like I am a damn upstanding regular ass person <laughs> who was doing a lot of regular stuff. And I feel like I was worthy to be on this podcast. But like this has been the best trip I have taken. Y'all know I used to live here. I've taken many trips here. But it's the first time I've been up here with my family. Outside of my mom and my grandmother, but that's a different kind of trip. For being with my family, that's a Disney World trip. That's a Disney World, kind of <laughs> trip. <laughs> which your Mickey is. You know, look, you see, this always
3: happens. People say, "I don't want to give on the podcast."
0: You put the mic in their hand, <laughs> they don't <laughs> let go. <laughs> they they let just go.
1: be
4: like, "Oh yeah," now they start ad
3: libbing.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's been worth it. I mean, I admire what y'all are doing. Like, it's bananas to me that my friends sat down, you know, as much as we always talk together. Yeah, so let's put this on the camera. Let's put this on the podcast. And all it takes, I really believe it takes one opportunity to get put on with something. Or one, you don't know who knows who it would take for my dad to die in a car accident when I was 16 for a friend that he had from high school. Little did we know his dad went on to be one of the major people owning progressive insurance. He paid for my undergrad, never paid for a thing, not tuition, not school, not a book, not nothing. And so it's really working those. Connect. You have no idea. It might be the man that sits downstairs at the desk that lets y'all in up here every week, that goes on to work for Google, and moves on to Sony, and moves on to working for iHeartRadio. It's like, yo, I remember you, Mandra. You run to him at, on 42nd Street or somewhere. and like, yo, y'all still doing that? And it's just those kind of crazy, crazy opportunities that I think that comes about that really helps you to do what you need to do, stay where you need to stay. The job that networks for part-time They used to be, those used to be her bosses. They left, started doing their own thing, but they loved her so much. They're like, yo, you got to keep working for us. That's an extra check. If she hadn't done what she was supposed to do and worked the system or worked out how she worked it then, it might not have worked out that way. I mean, I've met some of the most amazing people between school and working at these crappy-ass jobs, whether it's Gap, Home Depot the grocery store working at the nursing home I've just met some amazing people that you know they ain't necessarily put money in my pocket, but they've connected me next to somebody next to somebody next to somebody who's just helped me to do something amazing before before we get out of here, I just gotta say I commend Nat and Tori.
3: You know, you don't really, I did that backwards with my hands, but you know how, you know what I meant. <laughs> but now you just don't really see too many, like, black couples together for such a long time, married and, you know, taking care of the family, holding it down with all the kids. So I just wanted to commend y'all real fast and thank y'all for coming through. Thank
1: you, thank
0: you
4: for having me. No problem. Thank you. Just remember, it's a sacrifice. What you put in and what you get out of it.
0: It's so, you're going to sing my song before you go? No, <laughs> yeah. I are going to sing. I'm not, he, for a second, I'm not, it looked like you thought about it. I thought about not, it. You know. like, like, about
4: it. <laughs> say I will sing Soul Glue, but I'll get a passion on that. <laughs> next time.
1: Next time. Next
3: time. Oh, man. But I appreciate y'all nah, having we me. We definitely appreciate you coming through. This was
1: good. It was good catching
0: up. It was good seeing y'all. You know what's going man. on? This is
1: Freshman year.
3: Freshman year,
0: I was we horned up and proud about it. I slow down. <laughs> oh, man. I slow I'm, a comm- I'm a upstanding citizen in this world, yeah, that,
3: and that's good. We got to progress. I don't believe
0: it. in taxes. I'm gonna find a way to get mm. to Uncle Sam zero. Okay, come April, everything's <laughs> a tax cut. Anybody that owns a business from your own home, you can comp- uh, What you call it? You can claim all of your house expenses up to twenty percent as a business expense, whether that's your light bill, your rent, whatever it is.
1: If you work from home, technically
0: that's, that's your, your office. Your that's office. a business yeah. expense.
1: Yeah smart man
0: a lot of ways definitely to it appreciate
3: out. you coming through well what well, to that. have you on again hello this is danny pellegrino host of the everything iconic podcast and i'm here to tell you all about splash refresher because hydration is mandatory but boring is not now i love my water but if i don't spice it up i'm not going to finish what i took out of the fridge that's why i love my splash refresher which is flavorful delicious bright hydrating and zero calories the wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.
2: Give them a gift they'll never forget, because they'll still have it years later. American Giant makes clothes that just keep getting better with age, like their iconic full-zip hoodie that's designed to last for decades. Because a gift they'll wear for years is a gift that keeps on giving. So be a gift-giving giant this holiday season at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code GRATEFULAG23. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Code GRATEFULAG23.
3: So, you know, you can stop bitching about everyone else coming on multiple times. Yo, no, it, was,
0: it wasn't even the first. It was the multiple times. I was like, what? they come back on here a second time, <laughs> they ain't no better than they was the first time. They ain't done yeah. nothing different. Oh, my no, no, God.
1: We ain't doing this. We, nah, that's our month. That's But you know, you, know, you,
0: know, you know, I love them, though. And I told them today, I love them to death. We I know. think they are amazing people. I love them together in spite of what other people say. But what? Yeah. <laughs> Just go on and marry the girl. Dude, this is oh, the one. Right. I mean. is tell ma- tell ma- no, 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 I ain't gonna call his name. No, no, no. no. Make him no, listen. No,
1: no, no. Make him no, listen.
0: No, no. Marry the girl. Right, so you do what you want to do. Marry the girl. Marry the girl. That's all I gotta say.
1: All right, cool.
3: We appreciate you coming <laughs> through, man. Until next week. This is cooling out. Stay cool. You cool. I'm
0: cool. You cool. I'm cool. You cool.
1: I'm cool. We cooling out. You cool. I'm cool. You cool. I'm cool. You cool. I'm cool. cool, I'm cool. I'm cool. We cooling out.